With views so never-ending and sunsets so divine, you'll barely even notice the rolling blackouts. Welcome to Rapture. Welcome home. This is Dr. Sarah Penn, and today I'm going to address the huge pink elephant that's in the room. And by that I mean, I think it's time that we talk about whatever the hell has been going on in the city. As you can see, ah, actually, you don't have eyes, you're a microphone, but if you did have eyes, then you would be able to look out and see the same things that I've been seeing, which... You have probably picked up on a little bit, given that I've been recording pretty much this entire time. Okay, I go out to get groceries, and I run into the building manager with half her hand bleeding through some makeshift bandage. And then I get, well, um, with Colin. I, I, I can't think about it. I just can't. I have spent way too much time already ruminating about that. I don't know where he is. I have a sinking feeling that he's still in the building, probably going door to door, trying to figure out which room is mine. So leaving is not the safest idea. I, I can't believe that I told him the name of the building that I lived at. I moved out solely from his rental apartment because he had killed a bunch of birds and put them in my friggin' kitchen. And I just, forgot that for five seconds when I sent him the last message that I sent him about my damage deposit. It seems ridiculous in hindsight to think that I put literally my entire life in danger for a damage deposit. <laughs> I've been hiding out inside and doing everything I can to never leave the apartment. And I try not to think about it too much because it makes me sort of miserable. I feel like a lab rat stuck in this maze that I can't get out of. At least I didn't tell him the room number. <laughs> At least I've got that going for me. So now it's just the rest of the entire building that I need to be afraid of. And then of course there's the last time that I left my apartment and I ran into Mrs. Smith or what was left of her, I should say. I think that I'm finally at a point in time where, regardless of if I feel like I can trust what I'm seeing and what I'm thinking and what I'm hearing, I can't deny any longer that something horrible is happening. And I've just got this sinking feeling that the worst is yet to come. I mean, I'm trying to be pragmatic, but I don't have an explanation for anything anymore. I feel like I'm spending half of my time just trying to not freak out and the other half of my time I'm trying to plan ahead for what seems like an unbelievable situation that I never thought I would be in. But with all of that said and done, that still doesn't resolve the issue that I've got like a hundred bags of garbage and recycling out on my balcony. <laughs> and that has just got to go downstairs. So sometimes you've got to draw a line in the sand and the garbage bags are the line for me. <laughs> One time I had this difficult situation happen at work and somebody told me, not everybody is born to be a martyr, so pick which hill you want to die on. 
Well, I guess today we have established that my hill to die on is the hill of recycling bags. <laughs> I'm just going to cross my fingers and hope that Colin doesn't see me. I know he's out there. Somewhere. I don't know where, but I've just got this innate sense of foreboding that I haven't seen the last of him. And I can't think about that. I, I just, I can't spend any more time thinking about Colin and what happened in the parkade or I'll go crazy. I'll just, I'll fall apart and I'll never be able to put myself back together again. So I'm going to go down with these bags of garbage and Mr. Recorder, I am assigning you to be the, the individual to make sure that if I die because I couldn't tolerate my own dirt baggagery, then you need to somehow let people know not to be uncomfortable with their dirt baggedness or something. I feel like that didn't make sense. Whatever. Okay, I'm going. If I get hacked in the bits because I didn't have a high enough threshold for tolerating my own garbage pile, then I'm going to be so pissed. But either way, wish me luck. Here we go. There was no Colin, thank God. The only person that I saw was that little girl. Oh, what is her name? Meredith? Yeah, I think it's Meredith. So Meredith was arbitrarily hanging out in the garbage disposal room. <sighs> like, who's watching that kid? I feel like nobody is supervising her, which is insane. Like, why is this kid wandering around the apartment just by herself? Anyway, she said that her parents live on the sixth floor, so... I mean, it shouldn't be that hard to find them, but if I do run into that kid anymore, I'm bringing her back here so that I can try and find some kind of adult to supervise her. There's at least one psychopath running around this apartment complex, and I don't really get the impression that she's able to take care of herself all that well. <laughs> the garbage disposal room is, um, thankfully, possible to get to solely by taking all of the back stairs uh, using the skeleton keys that Carrie gave me not that long ago. Carrie was right about one thing and that I definitely needed those keys. At least that's one part of the building that I know is safe. Assuming that I'm the only one with a skeleton key. Hmm. The garbage disposal room is also very close to the same parkade stairwell that I took to get away from Colin back when I ran into him in the parkade. I risked a lot to go down there earlier today, but the coast was clear and I'm running out of supplies, so... I went back down to what was left of my car and tried to grab anything that might have been of help. Most of it was burned to smithereens, but I got a couple of things. I didn't bother to break into the other cars because I was kind of afraid that they had alarms and I didn't really want to sound off a big, huge come kill me alert or whatever to Colin if he was anywhere nearby. So I guess if worse comes to worse, I can always go back and take my chances looking at those places. Okay, so let's do some science here. Science, logicking, and all that good stuff. I have a few books from the hospital, from my office, and we're gonna piece this together, you and me, Mr. Microphone. What things do we have right now that we know about this possible pandemic? Well, we're saying it's a pandemic, and we're assuming that it's infectious. Okay, then 
What are the symptoms? Well, it seems like the symptoms are mostly psychological. So I guess becoming an asshole or uh, the technical word, uh, psychopath. So becoming a psychopath and being angry and not having a lot of self-restraint maybe would be part of it. Oh, this is not heart stuff, so I don't really know non-heart things very well, but back in med school, we had to do some neurology things, and I think that there's specific parts of the brain that control a lot of those things. I'll just write a note to look up those parts of the brain. And um, what else have I noticed? Um, well, With Colin, when we were in the parkade, he had lost a lot of weight, so maybe weight loss. And he was kind of tanned or gray colored. There's not that many things I can think of that would cause that other than either a hormone or a mineral deposit. So I'll just write those down too. Sorry, the air quality is super bad right now. I'm probably not helping with the smoking, but hey, Carrie... <laughs> Carrie gave me a carton of cigarettes. What am I supposed to do with them? Because it's not like I'm going to think about the long-term side effects at this point. I'm lucky that I'm still alive. <laughs> so there's weight loss, personality changes, what did they say? The mayor had that talk. He said um, itching and I guess sore throat. They still seem able to organize because Colin had his buddies there, but his buddies were all equally affected. There's got to be somebody else that's been trying to figure this out because surely somebody knows how to stop whatever it is that's causing everybody to turn into these mutant zombie creatures. Well, I guess they still have brains, so they're not zombies. But, Hello? Oh, um, sorry, I think I have the wrong number. Sarah? Sarah Penn? Is that you? Yeah, this is Sarah. Um, who is this? Sarah, it's Sam. Sam Maverick. Sam? I worked security at the hospital. <laughs> Sam Maverick, the security guard? What? Um, so security officer is what I prefer to say. What are you doing answering? Wait, did I call the wrong number? I was trying to reach one of the vascular surgery residents. Did like... Uh, well, I guess cat's kind of out of the bag. Nadia and I have been seeing each other for like the last six months. What? No way. Yeah, we uh, we started dating like six months ago and then moved in with each other a couple months before lockdown. That's, wow. That is crazy. I can't believe that I didn't know this. Like, why wouldn't she tell me that? Um, she did. <laughs> as far as as far as I know, I, I think she texted you a few times, but I mean, I know that like you've had a lot of stuff going on. She told me that you were taking some time off work. Oh, um, she told you about that, hey? Yeah, um, 
Well, so anyway. <laughs> well, <clears throat> sorry. I know it's it's great to hear from you and everything, but um, I just I don't mean to sound rude or anything, but um, I, I'm just really trying to reach Nadia. So why are you answering her phone? Yeah. Sarah, Nadia's missing. Missing? What do you mean, missing? Okay, so you know how you guys have been doing redeployment shifts where they send you to different parts of the hospital because, you know, the pandemic? Well, she got redeployed on one of her shifts, and I guess she never came back to pick up her stuff. So one of the security guards called me. That isn't... (laughs) Like, I knew that people were getting redeployed and stuff, but that doesn't make any sense. That is so unlike Nadia to just up and leave. And she, like, she what, left her phone in the room too? Yeah, I I don't know. She, She went to her shift, and then she just never came back for her stuff. It's been like three weeks, and I'm freaking out. Oh, my God. Do we have, like, do you have any idea? Have you heard from her at all? Like, do you know where she is? No, I have no clue. Is she alive? Sam, I'm I'm sorry. Have you, have you been paying attention to how, how bad things have gotten? When's the last time you worked? Before everything kind of went to hell, but why? What does that have to do with this? Well. Been in your own world for a while now, Sarah. It's it's bad out there. I mean, you don't need to tell me that it's been crazy. I am not gonna go down that road trying to explain to you what I've been going through. Um, tell me about it. Things are kind of getting crazy out there, and Nadia's been missing three weeks. I d- I don't know. I don't know where she is. I don't know if she's alive. I was I was kind of surprised that you were alive, honestly, when I heard your voice. Okay. Um, well, that's awesome, I think. Um. Yeah, after a week or so, one of the other security guards called me and told me to come grab some of her things because she just never went back to her call room to pick them up. Her phone was one of those things. That and, well, a bag full of medical stuff. And like two dozen packets of arrowroot crackers. <laughs> Residents love your arrow roots. I, I appreciate the joke, and yes, arrow roots are clearly a staple to any good residents on call diet. But I'm sorry, I just I can't get past this. Nadia is missing. Yeah, it's it's not the way it used to be. I mean, I'm just a rent a cop, but. Even I knew when we were way beyond saving. I quit a few days before Nadia last went in. There's no amount of overpay that's going to make working with a bunch of psychopaths worth it. I mean, you would know. Why would I know? I stopped working before any of this outbreak stuff even came to a head. Nadia told me she'd left you a message at work, but that was like... Well, that was like a month ago... Something about the last patient you guys both had? She She told you about him? She left me a note to read to you, just in case you called when she wasn't home. Which is, you know, always now. Anyway, hold on, let me 
see if I can find it. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Sarah. I can't find it right now. You've got to be kidding me. Uh, sorry, Sarah. She wrote it like a month ago, and yeah, but it was imp- it was not it was important. Uh, I understand that it was important, but there's more going on in the world than that note. I didn't exactly keep it right next to my missing girlfriend's phone just in case. There's more going on in this world than just you, you know. You're right. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, that was out of line. I'm sorry. I'm just stressed. I'm When I find the note, I'll give you a call back if you want. Yeah, thanks. I would, um, I'd really appreciate that. Listen, I don't know where you're staying now, but before Nadia left for her call shift, she and I had been talking about moving. There's a part of the hospital that apparently is safer than the rest of the city. That's why she had all those medical supplies stocked up. We were kind of planning on hiding out there after she came back from her shift. It's just... She never... Anyway. She, um... She told me that there's a part of the hospital that's safe. Someone's been keeping it on super intense security. Very off the grid. So... I don't know where you're staying now, but if you need somewhere to go... I think the west entrance of the hospital is the fastest way to get to the place that Nadia wanted us to head to. Thanks for letting me know that, Sam. I appreciate it. Yeah, don't mention it. I'll, um, I'll try to find that note for you, okay? I would really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, it was nice to hear from you, Sarah. Um, Stay safe, Sarah. Hey, um, um, Sam? I'm I'm really sorry, but I've got to go. I, um, I can't... (sighs) I'll talk to you soon, okay? You're not going to believe this, but that window cleaning guy? He's out cleaning my windows right now. <laughs> it's mind-blowing. So I'm I'm just waving to him. He probably needs a friendly face given how everything has gone to hell at this point. Hey. Uh, oh. Oh, whoa. Whoa. His, uh, Jesus, his whole body, it, it just dropped like six feet. It was super sudden and it, hey, are, are you okay? Oh my, oh my God, he's panicking. He's, he's scrambling. Oh my God, what do I, what do I do? What do I, hold on, hold on. I'm coming. Here, grab my hand. Wait, no, no. He's, oh my god. He's on the ground. Oh, the, he's on the ground. He's, wait, wait, what? This rope is, this rope is cut. <laughs> Mr. Smith? <laughs> Rapture 518 is an audio drama created in Canada. If you'd like to learn more about the show, check out our website at 
www.rapture518.com or find us on social media using any of the links located in the show notes below. Questions? Comments? Feeling chatty? Send us an email at rapture518 at mail.com. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Rapture 518. Consider subscribing wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We'll be back in one week with our next episode. But until then, this is Dr. Sarah Penn at Rapture 518.